We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Dan Weederer, on-air contributor for 670 The Score. You're going to be relying on a lot of young players, guys that have to materialize into who they thought they were. The Bears are who we thought they were. When either they drafted them or guys that they believe in that were already here, that's guys like Justin Fields. Bears beat reporter and enterprise writer for the Chicago Tribune. Matt is pounded at home from the day he took the job with the HITS principle and the acronym there and just saying repeatedly, we are going to be an effort-based football team. Dan Weederer. Get your track shoes on. With Bernstein and Holmes on 670 The Score. It's a Horizon Therapeutics Bears Monday on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Mark Grody and Mike Esposito filling in for the Bernstein and Holmes show on the score. And Dan Weederer joins us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. What's going on, Dan? Not much. How are you fellas doing today? We are doing well, man. It's uh, We are talking, picking apart the, the Bears game against Buffalo. And as always, it's a little bit difficult to figure out what was meaningful from the game, how we should be viewing it, whether disappointment or elation because development continues. How did you view that Bears loss on Saturday? Yeah, Grody, going back through it this morning, uh, it was ugly. Uh, they were dominated up front on both sides of the ball. Got nothing really established offensively after that first drive when they went down the field on the, for a touchdown. Justin did nothing as a runner. Uh, they couldn't stop the run. And it was just, I, I don't know, of, of all the games that we've watched during this losing streak, this one had a level of discouragement to me. And I understand that there's context in terms of who was actually playing and who was missing. But they're just fundamentally... Uh, they were not sound, and they got their doors blown off late by a team that's going to contend for a Super Bowl later. And, and Dan, you were uh, pretty blunt on Twitter this morning. I had it flagged. You actually kind of just started that thought. But really, uh, looking at the future, and for the Bears to be playing meaningful football, you wrote the Bears will have to be almost perfect in their personnel acquisitions uh, with a surplus of key developmental breakthroughs and also – have some luck. So, I mean, it's a tall task. We knew that, but uh, you obviously saw a big hill to climb after watching the film. Yeah, well, and look, I've seen a big hill to climb most of this season. It, the preceding that tweet, I, I tweeted something out that said that at this point, the Bears can't stop the run, can't rush the passer, struggle <laughs> to protect their quarterback, and have the league's worst passing attack. Outside of that, everything's great. <laughs> also, their four-game offensive eruption was five games ago now. Right. And, and I know it was really intoxicating that stretch where they scored, uh, you know, basically at 30 or above for four straight games. Well, Justin's last four starts, they've averaged 19 a game. So you're right back to an offense that's just kind of, uh, you know, trying to find its way still and looking for answers and looking for playmakers and looking for difference makers and looking for guys who can protect the quarterback. And it's just there are so many needs. And, and, and that is where the you know, I, I think it can be really enticing to look at draft capital and be picking really high in the first round, obviously not in the second round, and have a lot of money to spend in free agency and just think that, that you're just going to be able to, to address all these needs in one big sweep. It doesn't work that way in the NFL. And you talk to people around the league and they say if the Bears could add you know, six quality contributors this offseason, like six guys who could be 
meaningful contributors to your next championship relevant team, it would be a major win and they need about 12 to 15. Right. And so, so it's going to just be a, a really demanding off season and they're going to have to be really, really good at it. Intoxicating is such a great word that you use to describe a lot of us. And I, I've probably, I'm guilty of it at times too. The fought like just when we see these magnificent runs by Justin Fields and the things that he has done and the progress we have seen, it is exactly that it is intoxicating. But the other word, that you used in in rewatching the game today, Dan, to me was alarming. And that, like, this team can't afford to be fundamentally bad. Like that, that I can't look past and excuse and say, well, they're dev-. like because that rolls back around to Matt Eberflus, and I got a feeling that if Matt Eberflus saw the tape the same way you saw the tape, we might be kind of an angry Matt Eberflus today. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's particularly on those touchdown runs by by Singletary and Cook in the second half where you didn't lay a finger on a running back and they just ran through you, you know, and, and there's just um, moments within that game where, where yeah, I get it. I mean, you you would be able to tell the audience better than I would how cold it was down there and how much of a, a test of concentration and sort of mental stamina it was to endure that. Um, but you have to be better, uh, and 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 it just has to be a situation where, um, you know, even with the, the the players you have, you're you're making better plays. Now, look, like the Kyler Gordon interception, really impressive play there, mm-hmm. and that's great to see two weeks in a row for him to be around the ball. Just the way that he played that play and almost tricked Josh Allen into to not thinking he was there, and then making the pick and making up the catch. And then the Matt Adams forced fumble was, an, I mean, that was hits principal teach tape there where you meet the ball carrier and you, and you get a fist on the football. And the next thing you know, it's out. Now the flip side of that is the bears have had, gotten six takeaways the last two games and the offense has converted it into 10 points. Not good enough, right? If you're going to play hits philosophy, takeaway football, you got to turn those takeaways into something when you get them and they haven't been able to do it. That's definitely a, a big problem too, Dan. And we talked about that uh, earlier in the show. You know, they, they're making plays and yet not able to convert. But you, you know, in in joking about it, I guess, or maybe not joking about it. I mean, I read it kind of as, uh, you know, I tried to take the humor out of it. When you can't block uh, and you can't catch passes and you have no passing <laughs> offense, I mean, it's it's tough to score points, right? I mean, and they came out, they come out as they often have this season. And went down the field, and then after that, it was not so nice. Right. Well, and and like so, so you go a layer beneath this, and you see Justin have his worst rushing outing of, of the season, and you see a, a Bills defense that sort of schemed and said, "We're going to make someone else on this offense beat us." You know, we're not going to be victimized by fifty-yard touchdowns, and we're going to keep eyes on Justin at all times, and you know, we're going to use our defensive ends to make sure that he's he's not getting to the edge. Uh, you know, it, we'll sacrifice some pass rush to make sure he doesn't get out on a scramble and kill us that way. And the next thing you know, you get to the end of the day and he's got seven rushes for 11 yards. And now on those days where you are going to be hemmed in as a quarterback, as a rusher, because remember this league is full of really good coaches and really high level athletes. You got to be able to win through the air. The bears haven't proven they can do that this year. I know everyone's excited for them to get some pass catchers, to get some upgraded blocking, and then voila, the, the passing offense will be unlocked. There's a long way to go, you know, and so as much progress as has been made with Justin this season, there's an awful long way to go, and we can't lose sight of that because the next thing you know, uh, years pass <laughs> on a quarterback's journey really fast, and if you're not equipped around him to help him capitalize on the window of opportunity that, that's going to be there for him, then you, you, you failed as an organization. Yeah, Fields, in, in passing-wise, as you mentioned, 15 to 23, 119 yards and a touchdown. So I'll, I'll ask the question because it's a great point. I mean, the, the the running game was, for whatever reason, was was not there for Justin Fields. So did Justin Fields or Luke Getze do a poor job of reacting to that? And they, there they had it. They had a chance to, to show that, that this can be a passing offense, which Justin Fields wants, which Luke Getze wants. Did they do a poor job of adjusting when they didn't have what they usually have? I can't get there because of the conditions. And okay. when you see when you see like uh, a long snap, like Cairo Santos's first extra point attempt. If you go back and watch that from the the view that's behind the kicker, I mean that snap moved like a foot and a half uh, on just a straight <laughs> mm-hmm. Patrick scale. And and so there, it was just a day where the conditions made a lot of things difficult and you really weren't able to to rely on certain things. And I don't think there was a great opportunity to get the passing game unlocked, much like week one against the 49ers when you were playing in a monsoon. You're going to get a dome game against a really, really weak defense coming up this week uh, on New Year's Day. 
Um, and so that's going to be a better test of your, of your, you know, your, your, your rushing attack, your balance, your ability to get the passing game unlocked. And, and, and you're going to go up against one of the league's worst defenses. And hopefully you show enough that, that shows you can exploit that and, and, and play to your strengths and, and, and hopefully uh, allay some of the concerns that we have. Well, and Dan, not only that, you get Detroit and then Minnesota, who's not exactly the world's greatest defense either, which is why Grody and I were talking earlier, and I know we can't uh, make Chase Claypool get uh, healthy and get out there, but it's like, please, you know, this is, this is right. you want to see him. You need to see him if you're the Bears out there, don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, because, of, because of what you gave up to get him. I mean, you're talking about a, a pick that could be as high as number 32 in this upcoming draft that you gave up for Chase Claypool, and now all of a sudden you're getting no production, and he's injured, and you, you just you, you go into the offseason playing a guessing game, and you don't want to play that guessing game because it 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 sort of affects your your to do list. You know, you you have to figure out what all you need on offense, and if you're starting to have doubts on on whether that pick uh, or you know that trade didn't work out in your favor, then you've got to start to address that as soon as possible. And you'd like to not have to address that if he could get back on the field and at least show you some flashes that uh, tell you that he's going to be the kind of playmaker you thought you were trading for, you know, six, seven weeks ago. What did you think about the the Jalen Johnson going on injured reserve and the sort of weird week he had last week leading up to that? Well, so there's two parts of this, Grody. I think the first part is that organizationally, I 100% understand the big picture lens of being like look like we are who we are and there's no uh, use in sort of trying to tempt fate here and have a guy play through injury and get hurt worse and just not be able to to be himself and so you know let's err on the side of caution and just shut it down and, and, and play that game sure. accordingly but you know as well as I do, how excited Jalen was to take these finishing tests right you know digs uh, on oh, Sunday. Yeah. Go to Detroit, play that receiving core with St. Brown and the other guys that they have to offer. You know, finish the year with Justin Jefferson, who was one of those three on his list that he circled at the at the start of the year and said, I want to face this guy. And he didn't get to face him earlier in the year because he was hurt earlier in the year. And so I think it's just frustrating for Jalen. And then it also kind of, you know, changes a little bit again when we talk about this big picture view of what you need and what you don't need. He's going to be going into a, a contract year next year. And there's a possibility that extension talks will open up you know, over the off season and you have to figure out how you want to reward him. And, and, and it's hard to do so with, with full information when you're not able to take those big marquee premier tests that give you a better indication of who he is as a cornerback. And so it just, it, it, you, you want to start to eliminate some of the guessing game <laughs> that the bears are playing right now. And, and unfortunately with the, you know, with a lot of these guys, you're still playing a little bit of a guessing game to various varying levels. Dan, it wouldn't be an extension because uh, David Montgomery is going to be a free agent, but is he a guy that you see around past uh, the next two games because uh, free agency looms? I know he's been a, a nice contributor for the Bears. They have they seem to love what he does and what he brings to the table, but it's a, a running back in a class loaded with uh, free agent running yeah. backs, and and. You know, that that definitely leads to uh, a question mark as to whether he comes back or not. Well, so so that last part is is the most interesting thing. And it's going to be interesting to kind of get a finger on the pulse of the rest of the league. One on how they see Montgomery and how, the, the, you know, this this free agency class, which is star studded, uh, will kind of shake out because it may allow the Bears to actually get him back at a team friendly price. And if both sides agree that that's what they want. Then you know, then you can play that game and and bring him back on a on a deal that uh, makes sense for you as a team. Uh, Montgomery had another costly fumble on Saturday, yep. and 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 you don't want that to happen, right? And you you, you want that ball security. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with that running back position in the offseason because Montgomery, as you mentioned, is a guy that they really believe is is one of those culture setters, tone setting guy who comes in every day and you know grinds and puts in the work and 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 provides that contagious work ethic for guys around him. Uh, but now you got to figure out what that's worth when you're trying to um, build an offense that can be consistently high level, consistently explosive and has a ton of speed. And so uh, you, again, with all the other holes you have to fill, you're, you're, you're playing a, a puzzle piece game that is, is not all that simple all the time. Talking to Dan Wiederer on the score, Mark Grody and Mike Esposito on Chicago sports radio, six seventy. the score Valus Jones, Jr., with the, the really nice and much needed forty-four yard play, I got to be honest with you. I was I was wrong. I I thought that they were done.
run, putting him in key spots on offense after the fumble the the week before. What did you think about the play and the fact that the Bears did just throw him right back out there this week and it worked? Well, look, I, I mean, you're without Claypool, with you're without Equinemius St. Brown, you're without Darnell Mooney, you're, you're just running out of bodies. <laughs> That's so a good point. Eventually, yeah. you got to have somebody that puts on a jersey <laughs> and plays in your receiving core. That particular play, they run play action out of a three tight end set. And so Velas is the only receiver on the field, and it was just a, hey, go use your speed. We'll see if we can open this up, and we'll see if our quarterback can give you a, a ball that you can go make a play on. And Justin makes a really, really nice throw in the wind, puts it out there. Velas tracks it well, catches it. You get 44 yards out of it, and you say, okay, that's a good moment for a rookie who hasn't had many good moments and has had far too many bad moments. Now you got to string stuff like that together week after week after week, practice after practice after practice. And, and so it's a steep climb for Valus Jones to kind of earn his way back into a significant role for this offense. But, but with that, and then obviously a couple really nice kick returns on Saturday, he, he put his best foot forward for one Saturday, and now you got to just keep doing that day after day after day. Dan, uh, we talked about this around the draft, but uh, Mark and I were talking about it due to uh, some calls and texts that we were getting about the whole George Pickens uh, versus the defensive players that the Bears took and how Pickens is doing very well with Pittsburgh versus what the Bears uh, are doing at wide receiver. Uh, Looking back on that, do you have any uh, thoughts in terms of uh, maybe the Bears made a mistake there, or is this uh, too early to call on that, or do you agree with the defensive players? No, it's too early to call. I mean, you're going to have to keep tabs on the entire uh, draft class of receivers from last year, given that the Bears prioritized Brisker and Gordon uh, at the top of their draft class and and passed up on some receivers given the need that they had at that position. With Pickens, there was never really a question in league circles from people I talked to going into the draft about his skill set and who he could be as a playmaking receiver. It was more, does this guy have the, the character and tangibles that you want in your building that are going to help you fuel a championship run. And so that question needs to be answered over a couple seasons time. Uh, The bottom line is you still need to go get receiving help and you better find a way to go get a lot of it this off season, whether it's through the draft by taking a couple guys in the draft, whatever swing you can take in free agency, which there's not many guys out there, which is one of the reasons they traded for Chase Claypool in November because they were a little bit fearful of the, the free agency class here. And then you have to figure out if there are trade partners anywhere, and that's not always easy to pull off, and you're not the only team seeking that kind of help. So they've got an uphill climb there. And, and, and again, if you think Justin Fields is, is um, you know, your future and your guy that, that can be the catalyst of making a, a run at something meaningful here in the coming years, you better get him help sooner rather than later and avoid that that feeling of regret like oh man we just we just didn't we didn't get him what he needed and oh well that window closed on us they certainly were downplaying any sort of real injury for Justin Fields even though the the foot gets his foot stepped on the left shoulder acted up are you cool with him playing the final two games if it if it's in a little bit of pain yeah i am because um i just i just think you want to keep that development occurring. And I think every experience for a quarterback at this stage of development is meaningful. It's a chance to experience new things. Uh, as we just talked about with the Lions a couple minutes ago, it's a chance to experience some success, right? Yeah. And, and, and keep momentum going forward and keep uh, the energy there where it needs to go. Because again, the last four starts, they've averaged fewer than 20 points a game. So you'd like to have one of these one of these games where you go, aha, there it is again, you know, 32 points. And, and, and you know, we're moving the ball at will. Uh, through stretches of the game. And and I just think Justin, particularly as a passer, needs to see more, experience more, grow more to, to, you know, accelerate where they want to go. I think there's just, there's almost like too much patience within the season on, oh, well, we'll get there eventually. And it's like, this is a a demanding cutthroat league that, that requires you to be at your best day after day after day. And it doesn't wait around for you. So you better be willing to catch up uh, to where other people are going and not just kind of lean on the crutch that, well, Bad teams turn around, turn it around all the time. So why can't we just do it w- without putting the effort in to actually go do it? Well, Dan, last thing for you. And speaking of bad teams, uh, we just broke the news last hour. The Broncos have fired <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett in his first year as head coach, which is a, a clear rarity in the league that you would fire a first-year head coach, uh, a new ownership group, and obviously the result on the field, uh, I think, kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, this one um, – 
the, just a stunning season, to be honest with you, to see how, how dramatic the falloff was for Russell Wilson, to see a coach who really from his first primetime game in week one looked unprepared and, and unready for all the things that that position entails to, to be out the door after 15 games in your first season. It, it's just wild. But we were watching that game yesterday uh, at my mom's house and, and <laughs> saying to my brother, I was like, this is the exact kind of game on, on a stage like this where, where they basically tell you when the final gun sounds like, hey, don't worry about uh, getting your plane ticket because you can just find a, <laughs> another road to where you need to go. It was that bad, right? And it was that bad after a string of really bad. And so now they're, they'll be moving in a new direction. And that's just wild given uh, where people thought they would be coming into this season. I'm, I'm just glad our guests yesterday on Christmas had eaten before the Broncos-Rams game came on. So, <laughs> Yeah, no doubt about it. We had a, <laughs> The first game was really, really entertaining, and then that one was just like, whoa, this is uh, this is a stink fest. No doubt about it. Um, by the way, Dan, before David Haw, your Take the North podcast partner, left today, I don't remember if this is on the air or not on the air, but he, he did not want us to have you on. That's right. Because he thought that you would <laughs> expend – too much energy and all your good insight for us as opposed to David Haw and the Take the North podcast. So thank you. Thank you for doing this. Oh, you're very welcome. And, and David can rest assured that I'll, I'll get some caffeine in me in the next few hours. And I'll, <laughs> I'll bring pl- plenty of energy and insight to the pod. You're always energized you and full of insight. <laughs> 145 today for Matt Eberflus. Is that right? And some That's players? Correct. Okay. Yep. Awesome, Dan. We'll be looking forward to reading you in the Chicago Tribune and uh, getting your insights right here on the score, man. All right, fellas, stay warm. Yep. Thanks, Dan. It's Dan Weeder of the Chicago Tribune. When we return, let's talk about the offensive line. There was a player that Mike asked about in the pre-show meeting that we will address and yes. some of the strange things happening on the offensive line and my update on Tevin Jenkins as well. All coming up on The Score. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
It's Esposito and Grody on 670 The Score. How relieved were you with Tevin Jenkins? That looked really bad, obviously, on Sunday, that he's not as seriously hurt as it looked. Yeah, yeah, very, obviously. That was uh, one of those moments when, when the guy doesn't roll over onto his back, then you know something something's up. So glad to see everything's okay. Me too. And Tevin Jenkins is not out of the question that he will play at Detroit on Sunday at noon. In fact, I think he will play in that game because he told me he <laughs> might have... Because you talked to him. Yeah, and he said that he might have played in this game, but he just wasn't quite ready. So, And that's how football you are. You go from that, Luke Detsy saying, well, gee, we, we really thought something serious might be wrong when he didn't even roll over onto his back, and you're thinking horrible neck injury, and then out of your... Out of the next sentence, it's like, well, yeah, but he might play. Yeah. yeah, was, I, mean, yeah I, said, I said, how scary was He said, very. And then, he, then he's like, yeah, probably play next uh-huh. week. There you go. He's like, I would have played in this game. But he's I just questionable. But, you know, just give it one more week. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's awesome. I think it's great that that he's okay. As Mike, as you said earlier, not only been a great story, he's been a really good player yes. for the Bears this year. And, you know, the argument has been made by a lot of people that he might be this year the best offensive lineman the Bears have had. Mm-hmm. So I'd lock him in for next year. We'll talk we'll talk more about the what happened on the offensive line and a couple of individual players here in a second. But let me get a couple of calls first. 312-644-6767. We got Allen in Antioch. Hello, Allen. You're on the score. Hey guys, happy everything. So I was, um, I had a question. I wanted to talk about the draft coming up and I know everyone is, uh, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. They want a big package bundle to trade down. And I wanted your opinion. I wanted to ask you first, what do you think? And, and I got a follow up. What are the bears? What do you think the bears are going to do? What do you want them to do? And if you were a GM, what would you try to do? Because QB seems the big thing that everyone's talking about. And I know a lot of people probably already know this, but there's not a lot of NFL QBs that I don't think are either A, already with a quarterback they're happy with, or with a younger quarterback that they're willing to stay with and work with. Teams like the Colts and, 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 the, and the Seahawks or the, the Panthers, I think they're all willing to stick with the quarterback they want. Even the Jets, they're either looking to free agency or they're willing to take their chances and see what quarterback falls to them in the first couple rounds. It seems like if you're going to get a big bundle of picks, you're going to need to make two trades because I don't see anyone's picks or five picks to move up to get a defensive tackle or to get an offensive lineman. Well, uh, to the first part of your question, and this is where, and not that, we, we already know the answer to this. Matt Eberflus is not going to coach these last two games to lose. But if should they get that top overall pick, which I think will be Bryce Young from Alabama, the quarterback, people will trade a lot to get up there, especially the quarterback teams that you just mentioned some of them. But you're right, if they're sitting at two or three and Bryce Young is off the board, I don't think any of the other quarterbacks are super highly rated, although we see it every year, right? Teams traded up to get Zach Wilson and uh, Trey Lance mm-hmm. in the Justin Fields draft. We And the Bears traded up to get Fields. I mean, all of that was trade-ups. The teams that needed quarterbacks did their trade-ups. But to your other point about the teams wanting to stick with their quarterbacks, I don't think that at all. Do you think the Jets, uh, we know that Zach Wilson is not going to be there after Done. we've seen some of the reporting this. Uh, Mike White will be given a chance is what I've read, but they're going to they're gonna sign somebody. They're going to sign Jimmy G or they're going to sign somebody. Carolina, they have Sam Darnold. They're not going to stick with Sam Darnold, are no, they? No, 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 no. That's a play. And hey, here's what I would say about, yeah, the, the Bears are going to be in a great position for the draft. Don't screw around so much that you don't get – I want them to get a, a three technique. I think that that is the the, the I, I want that base built on defense and that guy. And you know, it was supposed to be Larry Ogunjobi last mm-hmm. offseason. So we know that that and that was one of the first moves that Ryan Poles made. So we you can kind of connect the dots and how important he looks at that. And if there is, and I have not done a deep dive on the draft as of yet, and eventually I will because it's going to be, man, bears. once, once Jan, you know, January 9th hits. It's already, or, we're holding yeah, it off the best we can. I mean, amen, and I appreciate everybody who's interested in it, but don't screw around so much that you don't get, the. if you are going to get that guy in the draft, just make sure, if you trade down, make sure that dude is going to be available wherever you trade down. And obviously, they, they I would 
assume that they would do their due diligence in that regard. And, and I'm reading from uh, CBSSports.com. They literally just posted their first mock draft. Oh, love it. Where and Bryce a... Young is indeed 1-1. One, one. Okay. No shock okay. to the Texans. They have the Texans sitting yes. with one. Carry on. For two, they have Jalen Carter, the defensive lineman, the three technique okay. from Georgia. Okay. They say, and I'm paraphrasing, that both Jalen Carter and Will Anderson, the Alabama edge rusher, who they project going third, by the way, are layup selections. Okay. So, meaning, if if there's a top three in this draft, it's Bryce Young, Jalen Carter, Will Anderson. That's and a preliminary, way early. You know, we've talked about it on the score here a little bit with the it's common. needs. It's Jay, common. And I know people love Jalen Carter, and they say he could be generational you know, Aaron Donald-esque mm. coming out of Georgia. Three technique. We'll get to the uh, the Grobber homage in oh, a little yeah. bit. But, uh, it's an overtype of thing. <laughs> but that is, hey, and, and uh, as we, as we uh, talked about earlier in the show, stopping the run and getting to the passer, not strengths on this team. No, no. no. I also, what I also appreciated that call was I'm going to use this for now on happy everything. That does that was fantastic. I think we all try too hard to go through the list of holidays around this time when nobody thinks it's necessary. And, and I do enjoy the, the show we're filling in, the, the Bernstein at Holmes happy holidays, yeah. except nobody gets it unless you listen to the score. So if you do it to your family, they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, in the meantime, happy everything. Yeah. Let's go to Eric. <laughs> Eric on 88 driving around. What's up, Eric? You're on the score. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. You know, there's been a lot of talk around how much money we have in the salary cap and going into this offseason. I got to tell you, I'm a little nervous, especially when it comes to football free agency, where it seems like if a guy's available, there's a reason he's available. Prime example, running backs, right? Everybody's been talking about how deep the free agency class running backs are, but a lot of times their second contract really just doesn't pan out. So, just wanted to see your guys' thoughts on what would be the free agency focus. All right. Thank you very much for the call. I, I will just say this. Like, one of the, the concern I don't know if concern is the right word. We just don't know what Ryan Poles is like with $150 million in his hands. We don't know Crazy. if he's going to make the right decisions. We don't know what Ryan Poles' capabilities are if the Bears have a top three pick. We have no idea if he's well, good at this yet. Let's look at Ryan Poles' old team because what the Chiefs have done for years – with running backs, is they either draft one. They have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's really not even playing anymore. I believe he's hurt. Jarek McKinnon, they picked up off the scrap heap, injured. Pacheco, uh, Pacheco, uh, the kid from Rutgers, who's carrying the ball most of the time, he's a draft pick. I think he was a seventh-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. They don't ever pay running backs. Interesting. Yeah, and we'll that's, see if that's Paul's and that's, where he, and that's we'll where he came from. So I don't we'll, know if that's... We'll see. You know, there, uh, there's always going to be, when you're the... When you're the understudy, there's always something that you're looking at the guys ahead of you like, I respect this guy, but I would do it differently. What will Ryan mm-hmm. Poles do differently? Quite frankly, I would find it disappointing if he did everything the way the Chiefs did. I hate sure. that, honestly. No, I agree. When, like, when Matt Nagy was just obsessed with everything. He's very Chiefsy. And only, now very, he's Chiefy again. I, I really I don't like that. And I understand, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand like, when play, that you want to feel a certain amount of comfort with the players that are around you but sometimes I think that GMs and coaches who have a say in this thing they are blinded by the loyalty to their own guys or the way that they think it should be done and how many GMs and and head coaches especially have been burned out of this league or to lower sure. positions by thinking they have to do everything the way their predecessor did or their former boss and, did and I will say this about the Chiefs comp right they have a Hall of Fame coach who has a wonderful offensive mind and offensive system. He has a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't think there's any question about Patrick Mahomes at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So you can shuffle guys in and out of there when you have those elements, right? The Bears, as of yet, do not have the Hall of Fame quarterback or Hall of Fame coach. So. Have you heard my prediction here on the score about Matt Nagy, by the way? I have a prediction. I would love to he, know it. He, and, and I'm not even being funny here. I think he will be the next head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. He will succeed Andy really? Reid when Reid is ready okay. to hang it up, which probably won't be for a little. I, no. I imagine Reid will hang out as long as he's healthy. He seems like a guy because he's played through some serious pain and yeah. like personal pain personal issues. With his kids yep. and he I, just, I'm going to warn you one more time. I told you not to bring up a certain subject, and you keep bringing it up every time. <laughs> 
<laughs> what, Matt Nagy? Is that the there, there it is. He hates Unbelievable. Matt, yeah, I'm sorry, Grubber. He hates uh, Matt Nagy, apparently. But uh, honestly, like they love him in Kansas City. That he he's doing what he did very well sure. once, and that is being the quarterbacks coach. And I could see a scenario where I am not kidding, where Matt Nagy takes over the job. It would be like sort of like Dave Wanstead when he got his second chance taken over for Jimmy Johnson sure. of the Miami Dolphins when everybody thought that Dave Wanstead was cooked. I I would love to see it for many reasons, but and you know what, the Chiefs thing too. They also have a Hall of Fame tight end. Right, one of the best ever, Travis Kelsey. So I mean, but they've shuffled in how many different receivers, how many different running backs, uh, line play and defensive play. It's like, nah, we'll just outscore you. Although I mean, it's not always the case. Yeah. They have won a Super Bowl that way. But just like the Packers with Rodgers, when you have that one guy that you can build around, or he can, you know, get you wins all by himself, or throw guys open, whatever, whatever the phrases you want to use are. And the Bears. Well, I mean, we seem to think that we might have those guys in fields but the building around him stuff is there's a lot a lot of work to do there uh, yeah Dexter from the 312644 polls and cunningham are linemen guess what we will be getting question mark I, of course and I, I understand the logic involved in yeah here's the other part too and this is where the previous regime went in some ways and specifically matt Nagy. matt Nagy would and his wasn't even that good, as it turns out. That was sense because that's what he knew, and that's what he was comfortable with. He was a quarterback, and he was a quarterback's coach, and he knew how to run this offense. Like the idea that we're like backing Ryan Poles into this corner, where all he knows is offensive linemen and maybe defensive linemen. Like, of course, he better be good at it, but be equally on top of what's going on with the defense too, and the skill positions. Well, that's another thing I hate is when we tight. Was their specialty the no. job if they don't have talents in other areas? And year one, Matt Nagy was was as good as it was because of because of, because of the the Matt Nagy offense. Let's be <laughs> yeah, let's oh, be clear, dude, right? Every every game they won in twenty eighteen oh was because of the Vic Fangio. I mean, it was elite. That was it was an elite not, defense, it, not hyperbole. One hundred percent. Call the Bears defense elite in twenty eighteen. That was a blast. That that was a that, that I put that bear season in a very special category. Yeah. A a terrific fun regular season that fizzled out and flopped badly in the end. Which is why, still to this day, and my son who is now ten, but who would have been six at the time, yeah. still references his disappointment at the double doink. That's oh, how great I, that oh, Bears oh, team was. Oh, oh, yeah. And and I would say like my best example previous to that was, and maybe some other people have examples of Bears seasons that were entertaining despite not winning in the playoffs. 2001, the Dick Jerron, oh, yeah. Jim Miller Bears, yeah. the, the Mike Brown back-to-back oh, walk-off man. interceptions, yep. and then Hugh Douglas and the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles come in and essentially embarrass the Bears along the lakefront in that game after a 13-3 and season. And they had a, uh, a brief... Uh, what was it? Ahmad Merritt, the reverse, uh, oh, whatever. Did they have a list? They had a slight lead, and then it was McNabb and oh, Hugh Douglas. You, and, you remember better yeah. than I do. I don't remember. I remember Ahmad Merritt. I well, this Great is Pat Summerall now. Ahmad right. Merritt. Merritt. Yes, I'm dating myself, but I covered that game. So yeah, <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I, there I, I might no have been next to Grover. <laughs> he was there. I was there. You weren't. Uh, when we come back. Well, let's get specific. I know we touched on the offensive line a little bit, but we will address what happened on Saturday. Names like Dieter Iceland and Alex Leatherwood oh boy. will be discussed <laughs> in our next segment. And and you too. The callers, get in here. We're trying to get a couple calls in every segment here. 312-644-6767. Our producer is Sean Sears. He is the man to whom you will speak if you call Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And 
Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Trading six. It's Esposito and Grody on 670 The Score. I got a question for you, Espo. I'm ready. Should we take the caller that says Justin Fields should be a wide receiver? You're trying to be a wise <laughs> no, guy. No, I know no. what you're doing. I, should we take the caller that says Justin Fields should be a wide receiver? Sean suggested that we not. But, boy, I don't know. I want to hear this. Let's hear the logic. No name. Sir or ma'am? <laughs> Sir, thanks for taking my call. What's your name? And you sit on hold here, and I didn't call for the Borstein is so pompous and unknowledgeable. Borstein? And he's been Alex yeah, Borstein. Been bitter ever, I like Alex Borstein. Family guy. Zach. He's been bitter ever since uh, Greenberg passed him up professionally. <laughs> but let me answer. I, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't like this guy. Yeah, Dan Bernstein has had a very disappointing career. It's been a it's been a rough go for the kid. Yeah, tough who, guy. Who huh? right now is where in the Bahamas with all his money? Is that the, where he is? The Greenberg thing was twenty five years ago. That's hilarious. That's an old. And I don't score. think. Yeah, no. That I think Dan was. If if memory serves, if I understand this correctly, Dan started as an update anchor and a reporter. So this would have. I mean, they yeah, would have been the to, same position. I remember Dan doing updates. He would yeah. do. On 670, the score! The, sc- the score! <laughs> yeah. That's what he would do. And then everybody had their little George Offman, the original update guy, I think. Well, maybe not the original. George but, was, yeah. But, but he, his whole thing was, uh, what was it? See you later. That's all she wrote. she wrote. Oh, that's yeah. all she wrote. Murder <laughs> she wrote. <laughs> Murder <laughs> she wrote, everybody. <laughs> that's all she wrote. Uh, Julie Swika, the great Julie Swika. Do you remember what her out was? It was. I don't. It was, I'm out of here. I did That's not what she would do that. in her final update. Man, and, that sucks. Yeah. Thank right, you, Jules. Right. That's just what she says during segments on the Rosenblum and Grody show. That's, <laughs> that, that's the, the suckage part right there. Uh-huh. I'm one out of two in, in things that I thought might happen in the Bears game this week. I was wrong about Valus Jones Jr. I thought that they would pull back drastically. He makes the biggest play of his young career with a 44-yard play. I just thought after the fumble last week they were going to – just just based on the way Matt Eberflus was talking and they, they said that they were going to huddle up and they had to come up with a plan for Valus Jones Jr. They stick him back out there. He was good on kick returns, made, made the, the best catch of the game. So I was wrong about that. What I was correct about, though, is that the, they seem to be done with Alex Leatherwood. They are going out of their way to not put Alex yes. Leatherwood in these games – and uh, Dieter Iceland was the choice, the the preferred choice, Dieter I- to play guard in this game once the injury occurred temporarily to mm-hmm. Michael Schofield, and then we saw him, Dieter Iceland, intermittently playing in that game. So that that tells you everything you need to tell that you need to know. And I'll say this, Dieter Iceland. He's always on the sidelines for these games, and all he does is work out at center. Like during games, yeah. he is he is hiking the ball, as I like to say, mm-hmm. uh, and working on it. I'm all, I just assumed, okay, that this is their backup center. No, Dieter, we need you to go ahead and play guard. Yep. No, and and the genesis of this conversation, I asked Mark in our pre-show meeting about Alex Leatherwood because he's there every day, and I you know I know the name. He was a first round pick. The Bears picked him up, and I I believe guaranteed him because of the contract situation. So the bears owe him a decent chunk of money. He's an offensive lineman. We need offensive linemen on the Chicago bears, don't we? So, mm-hmm. uh, I want to know about Alex Leatherwood. And I think you just gave us the, yeah. I mean, there's these three, there's three unique, the final words. So on, to speak. Yeah. There's three unique players on this team this year in that, you know, reclamation product, like former first round yep. reclamation products. Um, Alex Leatherwood is one of them. Nikhil Harry would be another. I, I haven't I, seen it. I, I doesn't I haven't seen it with Nikhil Harry. And yes, he has been injured. So former first round pick. Who's the third? Who's the third guy I'm thinking of? Isn't there wasn't there another isn't there another first round guy that they brought in? Hmm. I thought they did. Um Larry Borum, too. It's you know, sneaking him inside as well. I mean, it's it's coming down to last call for him as well. And they did it, they 
They figured out Tevin Jenkins for sure because initially he was playing on the outside, and then all of a sudden Braxton Jones comes in and takes every, you know, throws the whole thing yep. for a loop. But so they're 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 set there. But the Borum thing, the Borum has lost his you know star as well. Mm-hmm. He he seemed like they were down with him at right tackle, or good with him at right tackle, and then he then Riley Reef took over the position, then he has the concussion, and they have stuck with Riley Reef because they have had tremendous success with him being there. But it's not ideal because no. Riley Reef is not the future of the Bears, and I don't know if Larry no. Borum or Alex Leatherwood is either. No, unless you're talking about Claypool. That's the only other one I could uh, think of that you're talking about. Yeah. And that not yeah. necessarily a reclamation, oh, but that's but, a... But, yeah, a second-round pick. Yeah, though, right? a high pick. I mean, listen, you, you look at... But he was the other guy I was thinking of, yes. Yes, and, and you know what? I will say this. Byron Pringle not hasn't played a ton. Was hurt. He's okay. I haven't disliked what I've seen from from yeah. Byron Pringle, but yes. I mean he's not your wide receiver one or no, two or no, three for no, that and, matter. And he, you know, he he fit in real nice with Kansas City in the five or six hundred yards that he was able to give, and that's about what he is. I think wide receiver four on a decent team. Yeah, right? he'd give you five or six hundred yards. That that's what he like. He is he's a professional receiver, no doubt about it. Um, a couple of texts here two two four. I don't think so, Mark, because Matt Nagy is an idiot. That was when I predicted. I'm, st- I'm standing by it. I-, I am not backing off of this. Matt Nagy will be the, the next. He will succeed Andy Reid someday as the head coach of the Kansas Mark, City Chiefs. Mark this down. December yes. 26, 2022. Put, uh, yeah. Mark Rohde. I am, yeah, put quote. A- Put all your chips in on that. Um, Take it to Vegas, zero baby. chance of that happening. <laughs> <laughs> and it actually fits in well with this next text. If Getsy gets a head coaching job, Wani for OC? Because to me, like, look, Dave Wanstead, he, he went, he, he had a bad experience with the Bears on the overall. You know, he was not a winning head coach with the Chicago Bears. He ends up going to Miami to back up to be the defensive coordinator for Jimmy Johnson in Miami, and then gets to take over the Miami Dolphins. So that, sometimes that's the way it works in the NFL. But he's and not an offensive coordinator. He's a defensive coordinator. That's very true. That's very true. Um, I saw Leon Johnson's name. <laughs> Mully told Leon Johnson to keep in touch oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. from that team, and we never heard from him again. I don't, think, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> I, hey, that's a reporter's mentality, man. Yeah. Keep in touch. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe you write your number down right here. Good old uh, number 32, as you, I recall. You write that number down? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's tough, though, these days because paper trails. Well, you know? if, if Wanstead's going to join that staff, does that mean Tony Wise is coming and taking the D lineman uh, to mean, turn him into O-lineman? Isn't that mandatory? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's looking I'd, at you, Armand Watts. You're the new center. <laughs> I love I love when the old schoolers come back, like Joe Gibbs, when he had another go around with Washington. They're usually bad though, when know. they come back. Well, you don't ever want to do that. I'm sorry, but Ditka. I mean, it did not work <sighs> out. Ditka. They became a team at one point in time, the New Orleans Saints, but it did not work out with Ditka, the, and they loved him in New Orleans. The sum of my memory of Ditka's New Orleans tenure is him trading his whole draft for Ricky Williams and him donning a. Uh, dreadlock wig for Sports Illustrated. Oh my God! Yes, I I do remember. Well, and wasn't the running back wearing the wedding dress? Yeah, or was it Ricky Dickith? Williams? And Ricky I Williams. believe it was Ricky Williams. It wasn't. Ricky Williams. It wasn't the coach. I yeah. can tell you that. Dickith wasn't going to no. put a dress on. No, that's not. Don't even happen. think about it. That's right. You're not going to wear a dress, and Wolford can't cover anybody. That, those are the. <laughs> those are all. That's all you need to know about Dickith. That's all you need to know. Uh, a texter wondering if Taco Charlton is the uh, one of the other reclamation projects you were thinking of. Was he first round? I don't think Taco so. Taco Charlton? Um, I don't think so. Well, it could be because like, we're not exactly throwing Taco Charlton's name out and all over there. No, he was. He point. was a first round pick out of, uh, from Dallas in uh, 2017. Round one, okay. pick 28. Yeah, okay. Good Good on the texter. Absolutely. Thank that was you. not the name that I was thinking of, but very good and appreciate that from the texter in 312-644-6767. Whatever did happen to the Luke Getze for head coach thing? We're not, we're not hearing. That seems to have lost momentum. A little bit. The, the get seed being a head coach. I think uh, maybe some of that is, uh, you know, our, our Chicago in-town bias when the Bears score points. It's like, well, this offense, we're going to lose him. He's well, gone. Well, no, it is what happens, though. You know no, what I, I know, mean? but. Like, it's when you, re- when you develop a quarterback. To me, maybe it's too soon, maybe by a year or two for Luke Getze. Way too soon. Way too soon. I agree. We, like, as we see with his protege or his uh, mentor or whatever yeah. in Green Bay, Nathaniel Hackett, if you missed it. He got fired, fired today. Yep. He gone. Hey, I, I thought with the Luke Getze stuff, when we were all talking about 
you know, oh God, man, he's going to get it. He's going to get a head game. We, we asked him about it, and Matt Eberflus was asked about it, and all that. All all he was doing, Luke Getzey was checking boxes, like he is doing his job, and that's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to make the quarterback and the offense better, and he's doing some of that. Yeah. It doesn't mean that oh, he's he's having success. Head coach, no, uh-huh. he's he is he is checking boxes. For, so I was like, slow that way, way down. Like, I mean, if if teams want to take a chance on Luke Getzey, that that's cool. But for me, he's still learning the job that he has right now. Well, and and I was just going to say, remember the beginning of the season. You know, before Luke Getzey became a genius, he he was stupid, right? He didn't know what he was doing, and he was, you know, and I'm I'm paraphrasing. I'm not calling him actually stupid. I'm yeah. making a joke. You know. Bears couldn't score points. Oh. They didn't know what to do with fields. Yeah. He has no idea how to call plays. And all of a sudden, it's like he's going to be a head coach. And, hey, I give him a lot of credit for that. But, but to of me, course. I'm taking my number two pencil Absolutely. and I'm just checking the box. I'm saying, yes. oh, 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 the the Bears' offense was brutal for five games, so they changed the offense. Yeah. To me, that's football 101. That's a, that's essential competency, minimal competency. It checks a box. It's not, oh, head coach. That's head sa- coach. No. That's saving your offensive coordinator job and doing it well. Right, you you make adjustments to the personnel you have. It took them however many games, but they finally did that. Although, and I believe it was you who pointed this out earlier. You know that string of thirty uh, something point games is it's it's in the rear view a little bit. It, it, it was Weeder actually Weeder. who pointed okay. that out. I will give him credit for that. Absolutely. We got to take a break. We've got one hour left here on the show coming up. We will do transition a little bit later on with Matt Spiegel and Gabe Ramirez. And we've got open phone lines for the final hour of the show. Anything goes at 312-644-6767 on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 